1: Facebook Live, YouTube, the wonderful people of the interwebs.
2: People driving. Hi, Jay. Hi, Brian. Hey, is your mic plugged in? I don't hear you. Should be.
1: Can Um, you guys hear Jay?
2: Technical difficulties. How about
1: that? Oh, boy. Jay's (laughs) having technical difficulties already, boys and girls. Welcome to the show. We got uh, a great great guest in the house this evening doing awesome stuff for veterans and first responders but first before we get to that go down in that lower left hand corner smash that share button do it now you can do it it's all good share it up let's get some people in here drop in the comments where you're watching from what you're floating out of all that good stuff. We got Bradley John in the house. He says, what's up, gents? What's I up, like Brad? It. He says you're quiet. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, I hear you now. That's awesome. We got you. That's good.
2: That's good. No, it's all right.
1: We haven't had technical difficulties in a long time, so I guess we're allowed, right? I suppose. <laughs> what about you? You good? Not yet. Oh, we got a special guest in the studio tonight. So, uh, we'll get him in here a little later, but let's, uh, let's get, uh, our guest of the hour in here, Mr. Eric Faulkner with Wisconsin Heroes Outdoors. Welcome Eric. How you doing tonight, my friend?
3: Hey everybody. Thanks for having me guys.
1: Absolutely brother. Um, we're going to get into, um, Eric's organization, what he does and everything, but they got a, a, a pretty cool video, um, that uh, we wanted to share with you folks um, just to kind of, you know, give you a good idea of, of what Wisconsin Heroes Outdoors is about. Um, so we're going to watch that real quick and then we're going to really dive in and talk to Eric about uh, the organization itself.
3: challenges um, transitioning from
0: Army life, deployment life, to civilian life.
3: Spending time in the great outdoors is just so rejuvenating for your body, for your mind, for your soul. and we've got serenity. We've got uh, sunshine and the breezes and some of those other things where, uh, you know, that doesn't come in the form of a, of a medicine jar. It helps
2: uh, get you back to nature. It helps you relax. You know, if you have a lot of anxiety or PTSD, there's no off switch when you're in the military and, and you come from a deployment. If you're out in nature and see all the,
3: the beauty, you know, you feel a lot better. What we're addressing here is more the spirit. It's
0: amazing, there's no rush here,
3: and it's just peaceful being here. The people uh, that were at the VA that, again, understood and believed in our mission, when you can get a highly organized clinical setting like the VA to pair up with an organization like ours, then you have a recipe for success, which has proven very powerful. Veterans are the best people to help other veterans. we get it when people are transitioning they feel that no one understands them but once they get around other veterans it's like it's like we've known them forever my favorite activities is talking sometimes you just want people just to listen and just say hey you know what i've been there i get it To share stories and just kind of heal together all the awareness and all of the commercials and bringing attention to things like 22 veterans a day committing suicide or just the mental strains of being a police officer or a firefighter isn't going to prevent somebody from taking their own life.
2: I've lost friends, um, you know, 22 a day. It's what we're trying to fight against,
3: but a personal relationship and helping foster that feeling of knowing that I'm not alone. Or that if I don't show up to the next event, somebody's gonna miss me. That is uh, something that's really important in this era.
0: A lot of people, their battlefield
3: isn't, you know, it isn't just in the foreign country where they were fighting the war. They come home and they have a battlefield here too.
2: I don't think I ever transitioned out. The effects of that time stay with you forever. For me personally, I mean, it's an ongoing adjustment. Oh my God. Just being out here in the nature, how, how nice it looks and being calm out here. Uh, it takes the focus off of me myself for me, despite whatever stresses I have going on. I mean, it's worked very well for me. It's really helped me a lot.
1: pretty powerful stuff my friend pretty yeah. powerful stuff um first and foremost uh thank you for your service um we got to acknowledge that first and foremost and uh want to thank uh some of our guys that uh had served as well um Bradley which you know Brad Eric uh shout out to um Dan Perry Dustin Nichols uh for their service as well so um eric man thank you so much for taking the time out tonight so uh why don't we start man where you guys uh how you guys started this and um and then we'll we'll dive into more stuff but why don't you give us a little background on wisconsin heroes outdoors
3: yeah absolutely and again thank you for having me on and uh thank you to brad for uh getting me connected to you guys it's uh um an honor and a pleasure to be able to um talk a little bit about our organization and, and the things that we've done and and things that we're uh doing in the future but i've uh i've seen that video probably i don't know 500 times in between helping you know produce and edit it and being in it and it still gets me emotional um it's just one of those things where um you know we appreciate the fact that there's organizations uh, and podcasts like yours that are helping us share this because um, you know, just the traditional methods of outreach um, aren't always going to reach the people that we need to the most uh, um, at-risk veterans and first responders. So again, thank you. But um, just a little bit of history on, uh, I guess, how we got started um, as an organization. Um, I was going through treatment at the Milwaukee VA uh, personally, and one of the social workers that was there, uh, had heard me talking about how, you know, before I started isolating and before I started really hunkering down and, um, not really wanting to talk about it anyway, I was talking about like how I enjoyed fishing and, you know, going canoeing and, and things like that with my dad as a kid. And, um, I had gotten away from that and she ended up connecting me to a, a Vietnam, uh, uh Marine. Vietnam veteran Marine, and he sat down with me, and he said, hey, listen, um, I know a couple of uh, veterans who are getting together, uh, and this is 2016. They're going to be going up to Krivitz, Wisconsin, and for those of you who don't know where that is, it's, uh, you know, it's in northern-ish Wisconsin, and it's about three hours away from uh, where I live here in Pewaukee, and uh, he said they're going to be going up there uh, kayak fishing um, in uh, about mid-November, and I thought, okay, I've canoed (laughs) and you know fished out of a canoe before but my idea of of kayak fishing uh back in 2016 was like i thought kayaks were just for going down you know waterfalls and whitewater (laughs) rafting and stuff like that like like who the heck fishes out like how do you get out of that bucket that you sit in where you put your tackle and all that so i had zero clue zero clue but um that conversation that i had uh with dan uh I'll, i'll never forget because um I was at the right place and the right time. And my, my headset was uh, in a place where I just knew I needed to do something different. Um, you know, I had tried uh, burying myself at the bottom of the bottle. Uh, I had tried avoiding family and friends, all that kind of stuff, and nothing was working. And uh, I knew that I didn't want to give up. And so um, I made the decision that um, I was going to give um, this Air Force vet that was running the thing a call and, um, go meet those guys up there. Never met any of them. There was about four or five of them that were going and, uh, got in my truck and drove up there. And honest to God, I had every intention of pulling in the driveway of the cabin that they were at, taking one look at them and just being like, well, I tried and turned around and driving home. And, <laughs> uh, and it, it almost happened. But luckily, when I got out and, and uh, Jason Bartle uh, introduced himself to me and, and Rob Johnson, the, the co-founders, now co-founders of our of Wisconsin Hero Outdoors, um, it was just one of those things where it clicked. Um, ironically, they both had happened to be uh, first responders as well. Um, and, you know, my my time in the service got stunted because of some back injuries um but uh also working uh, in the in law enforcement and as a firefighter and on dive team you know that the fact that those guys were first responders too they were federal uh worked on the federal side of things um gave me that additional co- of uh, co- connectivity there and uh we uh we decided to um you know plan out our our, uh, our fishing trip there for the next couple of days. And um, I just got to get to know those guys just sitting around uh, the, uh, the pellet stove inside the cabin. Um, Luckily we had good weather uh, that particular weekend, but it was a a big part of that, the healing process for me during that was just sitting around and um, that excitement of planning the trip and going through your tackle and, you know, checking your line. And there was this Marine that showed up he had, I swear, over 50 pole, and we're going in kayaks. And so I, you know, they told me what the kayak looks like. And so we all know those guys. Maybe some of us are those guys. But uh, uh, in any case, he had, so uh, we just had a blast going through all of his stuff. I mean, he had. Uh, 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 a rod and a lure for everything on the planet. So it was, it was kind of a hoot just looking through all that stuff uh, and mapping everything out. But uh, so we got on the water the next day and uh, this had my, you know, this is the first time I've ever been in a, in a kayak, let alone a, a fishing kayak, uh, sit atop. Um, and, uh, you know, Rob was going through showing me everything and, you know, I had brought a couple of my own poles and, um, you know, didn't really know what to expect, but once I got on the water, um something, something happened for me where, you know, Rob, I know I can remember exactly where they were on the lake. You know, Rob was off to my right and Jason was just around a point to the the left of me. And, you know, I was by myself, you know, I was like, you know, I felt kind of like the captain of my own ship, uh, for the first time in a long time, but I knew those guys were on either side of me if I happen to need something. But I still felt like I had that kind of, you know, my space, uh, my type of feeling. And, you know, it was this beautiful mid-November day. The leaves were changing. Uh, The bite wasn't great. But I remember just leaning back in that sit-atop kayak and just for the first time in a long time being thankful um, and feeling connected to, um, to the world again. Um, where I, I had felt very disconnected and it was, it was really one of those kind of aha moments that you hear about and it almost brought me to tears, but I got a bite and I was the only one that caught a fish <laughs> that day. So, um, uh, excited about that. I got to rub that in. Into- <laughs> uh, they almost didn't uh, want to go fishing with me again, but anyway, that uh, either here nor there, but it was, it was that, you know, that kind of leads me to the next thing, which was that, you know, that sense of camaraderie, um, you know, it, there there's not a whole lot that needs to happen when you get around other veterans or other first responders. If you don't know each other personally, Um, that's why that, that camaraderie factor is really the, the secret sauce. And, um, you know, you don't always get that by just, just physically being around them. But when you're around other veterans or first responders and you're doing something that you love, I think that's where you get the, the, uh, you know, the lightning strike and, uh, So, uh, you know, we finished out the trip and at the end of it, I told Jason and Rob, I said, you know, this is incredible, you know, thank you. And, uh, you know, we gotta get like other, other guys and gals doing this. Like if this made, I mean, I didn't want to be here and, you know, I'm here and now I'm loving it. I want to start looking at, you know, buying my own kayak and, and, uh, um, you know, how can we get more people? connected to the outdoors and um we went back to the VA you know each of us went back to our respective doctors at the VA and they saw you know a light switch for me for sure and they also saw I think something different in in Jason and um and Rob and our families noticed something a little bit different that you know we had uh, a light of hope kind of at the end of the tunnel I guess is the best way to say that and uh you know we were starting to look at you know maybe doing some ice fishing that winter, but really taking a look at, you know, when the the spring and the summer come around, how can we really get after it? And so we started uh, just talking about how we can, uh, you know, each purchase our own kayak and then kind of look at rotating out and, and just having some people come along. We'll sit on the shore and cook food while our people go out. We didn't know what we were doing, but, yeah. but, but the docks at the VA um, again saw such a, um, a change in our attitudes that uh, they actually started asking uh, if they could refer some of their patients out to come out with us, Um, you know, kind of off uh, the site, you know, we couldn't contact them directly because of the privacy thing, but um, you know, we gave them our information and said, kind of like what had happened to me really informally. And um, we started having a, a few vets come out and literally within uh, you know, a few months of spring and summer uh, of 2017, we actually had the VA busing people out to Oh wow! We're uh, going fishing and people were donating kayaks uh, and, uh, or, you know, giving us kayaks is essentially we were just, you know, a club. We had been, you know, Jason and, and Rob and I had all worked in uh, and, and participated with other organizations, you know, veteran service type organizations. And, um, you know, uh a lot of them had their their niche that they were good at doing um but we really saw this as a as a kind of a full comprehensive thing we wanted to be able to kayak fish we wanted to go out and uh, fish on a regular boat we wanted to go ice fishing we wanted to go hunting we wanted to go snowshoeing whatever the case might be and so as we had this uh, relationship start to form with the VA, which, you know, there's a lot of red tape that's involved with that. When you've got, uh, we had uh, two groups specifically that came out with us, started coming out with us. Uh, The first was uh, the, what they call the DOM um, and that's the inpatient mental health uh, rehabilitation program. So these are veterans who, you know, are in a pretty rough spot to the point where they've, you know, asked the VA for help and they are, required to stay at the VA and go through a uh, very rigorous treatment program. Uh, And that typically involves, um, you know, a lot of mental health, uh, substance abuse sometimes, and and a whole array of things. And it doesn't always have to be necessarily combat related or or directly related to your service because um, the way things change in your mind and in your life, um, it affects kind of a domino effect um, on, on, where your life can go. And so other, other tragedies can happen, but in any case, uh, that was one of the groups that was getting brought out. And then also the HUD bash, which are veterans who are, uh, economically challenged or are about to be in a situation that, um, is going to put them on the streets or, um, you know, they just don't know where rent's going to come from or, or things like that. So, you know, the ability for them to have disposable income to go out and buy like a $2,500 kayak uh, you know, and the free time to go, you know, use it or where to go or all that kind of stuff. It's just not in the cards for them. So, um, so these, those two groups, we really, you know, for us, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was just an opportunity that, you know, we love being out there, you know, fishing with them and things like that. But all of a sudden, you know, for what I can speak for myself, what I found that, uh, I was missing was that, uh, ability to serve again. You know, um, after being injured um, in the military, and then after um, I was injured um, as a firefighter, I had a career ending uh, injury as a firefighter. Uh, uh, you know, I felt like I had had some of those uh, opportunities to wear the uniform and serve either, you know, for my country or for my community taken away abruptly. And that's where I recognized that, man, there's a huge hole in my heart and being able to give back to my brothers and sisters who are going through a tough time at the VA. Cause I had gone, you know, I'd been there, you know, um, and, uh, could relate. Um, that really gave me a sense of, of pride and hope and, and, uh, excitement again. And I know that, uh, Jason and Rob felt the same way too. So, um, you know, as that feeling really started to grow exponentially, um, you know, Jason and Rob and I, we, we talked about, you know, where do we want this thing to go? Because, you know, we're all alpha male personalities and, you know, it's bigger, better, faster, stronger all the time. But, um, you know, we all had have, have families, you know, Jason and I were both at the time, stay at home dads to, uh, young kids and, um, And, uh, you know, we didn't want to start something that was going to be just another organization that would take mom or dad uh, or both away from their family while you're doing these these outings. So we wanted to to do something that was family centric, Um, you know, and there's going to be those moments where we're going to go hardcore and, you know midnight, you know, out on the lake trolling for a wallet, whatever, you know, there's only going to be a certain uh, breed that wants to do that. But for the main part, we wanted to do something that everybody could enjoy. You know, I wanted to be able to bring my my two young boys to um, events. Jason, um, he's got this really cool picture. I should have sent it to you guys, but um, he was on a, a feel-free kayak and he had one of those Coleman mini foldout chairs at the very front of it with his daughter, his, she was, uh, probably six years old at the time fishing. <laughs> it was so stable. She was fishing right off the front of it. Um, and, uh, you know, moments like that, where we could, uh, we could still be, um, you know, out fishing, really going for the big one, but still spending time with our family. So as that, that, uh, evolved, uh, or as that conversation evolved, we, you know, we knew that, if we decided to, to start a 501c3, uh, you know, a nonprofit, you know, go beyond just this club thing, because the more and more we had, uh, you know, veterans out from the hospital, from the VA, um, you know, they were nice enough to, you know, make sure that the liability and everything was covered because there were patients at the hospital. But as we had other veterans and first responders from the community, you know, we just knew from our experience in our past careers that the law of large numbers is going to catch up to you at some point and uh, you know you're going to need some type of legal assistance some type of insurance coverage and and, and all those things that you don't really want to think about while you're out you know sure. rigging your line pulling a frog across lily pads you know so <laughs> we were we were honestly just like fighting against the idea of having to to do all that administrative crap and um at, it was just a you know the stars keep aligning in our story that, um, I had met, um, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, uh, insurance representatives who had donated money for us to like literally just buy hot dogs and hamburgers to have at our events Cause that's what we were only raising money. From. I mean, we just needed food because if the fishing was going to suck that day, we at least wanted to have everybody go home fed well, Yeah, um, you know, um, as, as vets and first responders, that's, you know, we like to eat, but, yeah. um, <laughs> so, so, uh, So as we, so as this uh, insurance uh, rep and uh, I were talking for, we had coffee, he, um, I, you know, I mentioned, you know, listen, we want to get this 501c3 thing going, um, but uh, we're, we really don't want to have to deal with the burden of the administrative stuff. You know, is there anybody in the financial community that you can uh, point us in the right direction to? And uh, he actually connected me to the president of Waukesha County Community Foundation, uh, Sherry Markhart, or excuse me, Shelley Markhart. And uh, I went in and I sat down with her. I shared our mission and shared what we had been doing. And, you know, at that time, uh, looking at uh, beginning of 2018, um, I said, this is where, this is where we want to go. Um, this is what we want to do. We want to be out in the field. We want to be fishing. We want to be, you know, with, with our brothers and sisters. We don't want to be uh, tied down to um, the responsibilities that are going to come along with us. Because if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Uh, And if we can't do that, then we'll just stay, you know, a club or whatever. And and we just have to recognize that and do that. But um, uh, Shelly was great. Um, She helped us set up uh, uh, our endowment fund. So that way uh, we could have uh, individuals and groups, uh, organizations actually send in financial um, uh, donations and help us build up uh, our war chest uh, to really get this thing moving. And almost uh, in parallel with that, Um, you know, once we had this, this, you know, massive $50 million uh, foundation backing us, you know, we didn't have access to all that money. We have our own little one that we had to start from scratch, but um, they have all the resources as far as when somebody would send in a donation, uh, they would automatically do the thank you letter. You know, they would handle uh, all the bookkeeping, auditing, all that stuff. So that was a huge, huge relief uh, for us from just on a, just collecting donation standpoint um, to make sure everything was transparent and up uh, on the up and up. Um, And again, parallel to that, um, I had found out about a program through UW uh, Madison. Uh, The law school there has what's called the Legal and Entrepreneurial Clinic. And uh, you submit an application, uh, a written application on uh, a nonprofit organization that you're either involved with or starting or or what have you, and uh, explain your mission and submit that and um if they like it they'll respond back which they did for us uh, and they asked me to put together a powerpoint presentation um electronically and i submit submitted that uh they liked that and then they invited me in um to to speak to um it was like uh, kind of like a shark tank scenario there was a long desk and there was like 12 different attorneys and Kickstarter type people. Uh, and so I got to re-explain uh, our mission and, our, and where we wanted to go with this. And uh, they loved it. They had a, a bunch of questions for me. And uh, on my way home from Madison, uh, back to Pewaukee here, I got the phone call and they said, we love it. Uh, we want to help represent you pro bono for as long as you need us. And so, it was awesome. like, oh, my gosh, like, are you kidding me? Like, so now we got our, you know, financial administrative part by a reputable you know, foundation backing us. We've got, you know, UW Law access to free lawyers at UW Law School. So these are, you know, third year law students that are being supervised by, you know, attorneys. So anything we're getting advised on is always coming, you know, from a brand new law student or uh, I should say a, a law student that's completing everything, but also their their seasoned veteran. Uh, attorney, so we were getting really great perspectives on things, you know, um, and we had all the different things from real estate to nonprofit to um, insurance, all those different questions. That you know, it would have cost us a hundred dollars every time we pick up the phone call. Like, how do you justify that to your your donors when you're just starting out? That um, yeah, we can't buy hot dogs, but we got you know we figured out a question for our insurance, you know, liability. So, uh, just those things were just really. Um, um, exciting for us. Um, and so those, you know, those two pillars really set us up in a position to, uh, continue to focusing on outreach to connecting to the veteran and first first responder population. Um, and, you know, our brothers and our sisters who we were hanging out with, or, you know, new, uh, veterans that were going through some of the programs. And, you know, by this time coming into, you know, 2018, you know, we're doing, ice fishing events we're doing, kayak fishing events. And, you know, our, our foundation really was in kayak fishing um, in, in paddle sports. Uh, and so we're always, that's always been and will be close to our heart just because of the nature of that activity. I think being so close to the water, um, being quiet, you know, being the captain of your own ship, being in a group of people, but still being alone um, all those things I mentioned before. So we're, we're doing all these things along the way and we're getting our, everything set up. And, um, the legal team helped us put together our 501c3 paperwork. We got that authorization. And so now we're this official, you know, 501c3. We're not just, you know, collecting donations for the foundation anymore. Um, you know, they, they put all those dollars back into our, uh, our control and we have our own board. Now we have, uh, you know, an entire staff of people that are, um, have been great. Um, and for, you know, up until this year, um, you know, i made a promise to, to my team that, you know, I was never going to take a salary, and we wouldn't have anybody paid on our staff until we started receiving either state or federal support, and we were fortunate enough this year to receive a substantial grant from the WDVA, Wisconsin Department of Veterans Administration, uh, to uh, um, help us expand our program. So, I mean, we had literally been working and doing our job for the VA for, you know, five years now, so it was it was a um, very... Um, incredible moment to be recognized in that manner that, you know, we weren't just, they weren't just taking advantage of, uh, of us wanting to help out our fellow veterans, but uh, we're now going to actually put their money where their mouth is. And so we've been able to expand our staff um, and expand uh, our outreach uh, as a result of that. We've got a, a robust internship uh, program that we're working with uh, schools and also uh, just individual veterans, helping them understand the process of uh, if they want to start a 501c3 or just how to how we're doing, what we're doing. I mean, we're essentially an outfitter as well, um, and just uh, all the all the business elements. And uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that you know, a 501c3, it's a, it's a corporation, it's a business first, um, that just happens to have a certain tax, uh, break on it, but it's Mm -hmm. got all the elements of a regular business. You have to do all the same things. So, um, there's Mm -hmm. a, there's a, a lot to learn on that, um, uh, yet, but we've got a great team that, that helps us, uh, do all that. Um, and so we're at this position now where, you know, we've, we've looked back and, uh, you know, 2019 came and we were, uh, we had a, at the end of 2018, we had a really unique opportunity, uh, and this references the, the video that you just saw, um, there was a Marine in, uh, uh, he had just, was just getting, um, getting out of the Marine Corps, he was uh, out in Oceanside, California, which is right by Camp Pendleton, which, uh, which is a large Marine Corps base, and he had been following us, he's from Plymouth, Wisconsin, uh kyle and he uh said i've been following you guys and i wanted to nominate you for this milwaukee bucks award that's um called and the uso called the everyday hero and i said that's great thank you we appreciate it and we looked into it and it looked like you could only nominate an individual and so um, jason being the first person that i really talked to about uh um you know or actually fished with uh, in a kayak i said you know what i'd really like to nominate jason Um, He's the president of our board. Um, You know, he's a former federal federal agent, former police officer, former Air Force veteran, Um, you know, stay-at-home dad now. He's had some medical uh, things that uh, held him back from pursuing his federal career. And so I'd really like to nominate him. We nominate him. Um, the Bucks called us back within 24 hours said, we want him to be the first one that we're going to award. And this is uh, awesome. December, December of 2018, right when the Bucs were on their, uh, you know, tear. And so they had Jason and his wife, who's also a police officer, and their two little girls out center court. And they, you know, they got awesome seats and they really got... Uh, treated well, um, jockey sp- sponsored it, so they got free underwear out of
2: it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, <laughs> at this age, I mean, <laughs>
0: underwear and socks, man, they're like gold. Right, <laughs> right? that's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah.
3: um, and so, but the cool part of what you know that that was cool in and of itself, and. Um, The Bucks uh, uh, gave my wife and I tickets to come along and and be a part of that, which was really neat. But uh, in the crowd that night was uh, the marketing director for that property that you just saw in our video down in Lakewood called uh, down in Lake Geneva called Lakewood. And uh, this marketing uh, gentleman um, saw us, uh, you know, the narrative that I had written up about Jason included about how he and I and and Rob had started Wisconsin Hero Outdoors and our mission, uh, what we're doing. And, uh, he was impressed. And so he sent me this really cryptic email the next day saying, hey, uh, we might have some assets in Lake Geneva that you'd like to take a look at. And, you know, um, as we've grown and we get a little bit more recognition, I get more and more of those kinds of emails. So he kind of have to hmm. fil- filter through them. But um, sure. Jason and I said, you know, let's you know, our spidey senses are up. But we uh, we went and met with him and he laid out the, the map of the property and. Uh, It's a 336-acre private property with a horse farm, a private 75-acre lake, private 18-hole golf course, uh, and it's right in Lake Geneva, which is only about 50 minutes away from us. And uh, he said the gentleman that owns this property um, was going to subdivide it out and, and create a kind of a private community, but instead he was inspired by um, some of the different things that, uh, are going on for vet- connecting veterans to the outdoors. And for the past two years, he's been looking for an organization to come in and basically help manage and facilitate, uh, bringing veterans and first responders, um, onto his property where they can enjoy, um, his property. Cause he's there by himself. He's got this huge mansion, which you can see in the background of a lot of those shots. And so we, uh, we like, holy cow. And of course, you know, with, with our backgrounds, we're like, this is, you know if it's too good to be true it probably is like right you know, right sucker punch coming from you know what's the, <laughs> what's the catch what are the dues? and or you know sometimes people just want to stick the we serve veterans sticker on their whatever their their private endeavor is And sure so um we went and guarded but we met with uh with dan mclean and uh and his team uh, a couple times and um you know we right when i walked into their clubhouse it overlooks the lake and the very first question I asked him was, "Is that thing stocked?" <laughs> and yeah, he, and he goes, "I think I might be talking to the right the right guy here because he's for the past two years one of the questions uh, one of the other questions I had asked him is, you know, why why are you talking to us? You know, we know we're doing the right thing and a good thing, but there are certainly other organizations out there that are national or or bigger or maybe have more you know, bigger bank accounts or whatever to, to do something. And, uh, he said, we've talked to all of them and there's, uh, way too much red tape and we've been following what your mission. And, uh, we like how you're shooting for developing the personal relationships with the veterans and first responders that you're, um, that you're taking out. It's not just a butts in seats type of deal where, um, you know, we've got a report that we, uh, serve 5,000 veterans a year or something like that. Um, it's about, trying to find that balance of quantity and quality um, because you know you, we've got somewhere in the neighborhood of like 45 kayaks throughout the state of Wisconsin right now just just hmm. in the kayak, kayak so yeah we could have 45 kayaks at an event and look like we're storming the beaches of Normandy but yeah like how fun is you know that's not going to be very fun for the for the individual that's looking to just maybe grab a sandwich uh you know grab a rod and go out to the middle of the lake and take a nap or something you know if that's what they want to do that day so um yeah so uh so in any case um we ended up uh forming that official relationship with dan and his team down at lakewood and so um we do um at least uh, a couple events out there a month all year round Um, we've had the va photography um club uh, come out and they've taken photographs out there and have actually won awards Um, we've got the horses out there and then one of the really neat things that uh, has happened as a result uh, of that was in 2020 uh, as we were ramping up our schedule for for this past summer and uh, being all excited for everything uh, obviously we got hit by COVID and like a lot of nonprofits, we, we didn't know what to expect from, uh, you know, where our sponsors going to drop, uh, because of their own financial uh, issues were individual donors, you know, were we going to have access to the same places that, you know, with, with parks shutting down and, you know, the craziness of all that, um, we got nervous, but, um, fortunately, um, you know, one of the very few things that was allowed was kayak fishing. And so we were perfectly positioned for that. And very quickly, people understood um, that mental health uh, was just as much of a of a game changer during this pandemic as uh, the physical aspect uh, uh, itself. And for veterans specifically, you know, one of the things that they they tell you in treatment, um, and they, they do in, in, uh, counseling sessions as a first responder too. And I can attest to that is that, you know, you're not supposed to isolate and we now have direct orders to isolate. isolate. You know, so it's like, Oh my goodness. So Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how we can get, you know, at least, you know, a few groups of people together and still, you know, stay within the guidelines. You know, we had to work through all that like, like everybody else did with the changes, but, um, we were still able to do that. We did, you know, smaller groups just more often. You know, we, we, uh, we adjusted our schedules and, uh, you know, we did things that way. But uh, one of the big things that happened for us uh, in uh, late spring, early summer of 2020 was uh, the National Guard reached out to us uh, and their command um, was developing these two task force. One of them was task force, uh, joint task force Delta, and the other one was joint uh, task force 64. And these are the COVID response teams that basically the medical staff from all the different National Guard units, all your, all your, your different units are going to have varying degrees of like nuclear, bio- biological, chemical, uh, medics, you know, different, things like that, actual doctors. And so between the Air Force and the Army, all of these certain MOSs, these military occupational specialties, uh, these individuals were getting pulled together and these COVID task force response teams were getting created. So these are soldiers and airmen who weren't used to training or serving together that were now thrust into these jobs and now serving in their own backyard and being pulled away from their families and being stuck in hotels or wherever they, their, their quote unquote barracks were going to be. And they had to go to work, you know, and and they, they're, they're trying to deal with this pandemic, um, you know, they're human beings too, and the same unknown factor that, that uh, we have to. And so when the National Guard reached out and said, listen, we've created these units and um, you know, after the first couple of weeks, we're starting to realize know the impact that it's having on them and we need to do something about our morale and wellness and um, each unit has a morale wellness recreation program or uh, uh, usually an NCO that's staffed with or tasked with um, making sure that morale is up and it's not always easy especially if your own morale is down but when we got that call uh, we said absolutely we'll figure this out and so One of the first uh, uh, events that we did with them was was at Lakewood where you saw in that video where we had, I believe, about 25, 30 um, soldiers from uh, Joint Task Force 64 come out and you know, they came in their the some of their military vehicles. They came in some of their, their POVs, their their personally operated vehicles, and um, they got out. And you know, everybody had masks on and everything like that. Once we were able to to figure out the the kind of the social distancing thing, we had all of our kayaks set up on the beach. We had our lunch spread out on tables, and oh my gosh, you know, we've we've been used to to working with um, you know veterans who are either. You know, at the VA for treatment, a lot of us have varying degrees of of disability ratings or service-connected disabilities, and and so you know we're we're typically not jumping out of our kayaks. We're trying to like avoid that.
1: Sure, 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 sure.
3: We tell our insurance company that we're avoiding that stuff. And uh, but man, these you know these are soldiers who have been kind of pent up and wearing all this. You know, and this is in the middle of the summer when we had some of those hot 90 degree, just crazy hot days, and they're wearing these you know their full gear. Um, and so they, they just, it was like being a, a summer camp counselor again. It was just incredible. Mm-hmm. They got out there. We, we paddled a kayak out to the middle of the lake, put a bunch of, uh, waters on it and they were paddling around, jumping off the kayaks, making barges and, you know, they were fishing too. And, um, it was just really cool. And we knew that, um we were going to be able to help fulfill that mission long-term for the, for the national guard. So um, we started working really closely with command and uh, started doing those more on a regular basis uh, to the point where um, we even just started when some of the units got condensed and got uh, port uh, uh, stationed down at Miller park. um, We would just, we would just make pulled pork and drive it down in crock pots and feed them because, uh, yeah, they just they didn't have access to just leave whenever they wanted. So, you know, we had we deviated from the, the primary mission a little bit um, for that. But, you know, it was just one of those unique things where I made the call and we're just doing what we can do to help out. Um, and as I mentioned, you guys uh, before the show, you know, we had a, a, a group from. Uh, beaver dam um, that was uh, comprised of you know military uh, nurses and uh, medics and things like that a lot of them had been flown in from other units around the country uh, most of them down south where they'd never seen snow let alone be on a frozen lake and let alone catch a fish through a frozen lake so like it was like you know seeing the pictures from that was you know like they looked like they were, they'd just seen an alien or landed on the moon themselves. So it was, those are just incredible experiences where, you know, we've got an, enough of a big group where we still got that camaraderie, but we're really still able to have those one-on-one conversations like, you know, Hey, how you doing? Um, and that kind of thing. And especially with the national guard, you know, you're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old sometimes, And, uh, you know, if your intent was to do your one weekend a month, two weeks a year and and get some college benefits, and then all of a sudden you're thrown into either a deployment, um, overseas or a deployment overseas, and then you come back and now you're deployed in your own backyard for a pandemic. It's a, it's it's a mind twist. It's a mind twist. And, you know, people say that, um, you know, well, it's just kayak fishing or it's just ice fishing or it's just, you know, snowshoeing or whatever. Um, but when you get out and actually do it and you're doing it with uh, people that, you know, have been going through the same crap that you have, you know, you can at least it's, there's no silver bullet to, to anything. Let me just say right. you know, we, I think we all know that, but we can help be a part of taking those baby steps. Um, and, and that was really one of uh, our key goals in the relationship with not only the, the National Guard here now, but the VA is that, you know, we've all had, certain experiences with the, with the VA, um, that have been either good, bad, or really bad or indifferent. And, you know, people at civilian hospitals have the same type of stuff they have to deal with. And, you know, Jason and Rob and I made a very conscious decision at the beginning where, you know, we could either be a part of the problem and and just complain about stuff, um, be part
1: of the solution.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And so we wanted to help bridge that gap between, uh, the VA, um, and, you know, our, our community, You know, based support, I guess. And what's been really cool about that is, um, you know, I was just on a conference call with uh, the top uh, mental health uh, doctors from the VA, and they've taken a very uh, strong approach about connecting not only with organizations like ours, but uh, with dozens of other communities where it's not just them waiting for these nonprofits to figure out how to get through the red tape of the VA to work with rec therapy or physical therapy or whatever, mental health Um, they're engaging um, the community now, which has been uh, an awesome turn. So heck yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's kind of where we've, we've come from and uh, you know, where we're at now. So I guess uh, if you guys have any questions, I mean, I can tell you some of the stuff we got coming up um, too, but um, like I said, you might have to, You have to, might have to turn off my Energizer bunny. (laughs) When I get
2: going,
3: I get get fired up. (laughs) Well,
1: it, it, it shows how passionate you are about what you're doing, dude, which Mm -hmm. is super huge, super huge. Um, I mean, I commend you for that. I mean, I know, you know, it's not easy, um, for the folks that you're helping out to talk to an average Joe, like me or Jay, you know, it there's that bond that you guys have, you know, through experiences, you guys have all shared, um, where you guys relate better, I would think. And it, and it's huge to have that, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I got friends too, that it had served and, you know, they just, when I try to approach them, me being non-military service, you know, it's not as easy to talk to me about it, but I've seen them talk to friends, you know that have experienced that stuff and it's easier for them to open up which is huge you know that you got brothers out there and sisters that you can count on and and go to and and have confidence in i think really which is which is super huge
3: yeah absolutely and and you know you touched on uh something too and that that camaraderie factor is is really important but we also realized, too, and, and I, it was first brought to my attention, um, one of the rec therapists at the VA, um, she's not a veteran, but day in and day out, she deals with some of the uh, most challenging situations that veterans are going through from, you know, losing their house or being homeless or, or substance abuse, you name it. And, yeah. and she just had a way with uh, communicating that really impressed me. And it, it really made me think because there are some organizations and um, we didn't know which direction we wanted to go, but that are only, you know, only have veterans either running it or participating in it or veterans and first responders, vice versa. And it really made me think, you know, are we shutting the door? You know, we, we have all taken an oath to, you know, protect this country and protect the people in it and protect the community um, to even give our life if we have to. You know, we wrote a blank check uh, to, to Uncle Sam to, to do that. And so when Jason and Rob and I were talking, we thought, you know, it's crazy for us to close the door on allowing, you know, civilians to to work with us or to participate uh, as far as volunteers and, and helping out where they can. Now, granted, our focus is always going to be on priority, you know, prioritizing uh, vets and first responders, but um, you know, Tammy, um, who emailed some of these pictures over, she's our development director. She's my, my right-hand person. Uh, Rob is my operations director. my left-hand man. And Tammy's uh, one of the most passionate patriotic individuals I've ever met and has donated more time in the past two years uh, to our organization than um, some veterans have in, in the entire five years, six years we've been in existence now. So um we uh, very much love having, you know, um, non-veteran, non-military uh, uh, or non-first uh, responders uh, volunteer with us or help us with fundraisers. And um, I'll tell you what, they, they get more out of it than sometimes even us as veterans do, just seeing that, that uh, camaraderie, seeing those connections live uh, happening. Um, It makes them appreciate their freedom. It makes them appreciate um, the things that they have more. And it also makes them think about the people in their own lives who have served or are serving um, either at the community level or the national level and how they can talk to them and have those, start those conversations that maybe they've been avoiding. And so we've seen some real good grassroots things happen as a result of this. And um, you know, some of the, some of the veterans that started out, Um, actually participating through these really intense programs like the DOM, the Inpatient um, Mental Health Rehabilitation Program, started out, you know, literally at rock bottom. And then as they participated in a few events, graduated or or completed those programs and those uh, uh, rehabilitation sessions are now uh, active leadership with us. So it's been one of the things that we had no intention on happening was, you know, this long-term effect of, of, you know, people healing and rehabilitating and us being a part of that process for them long-term, you know, we just thought it would be a, Hey, come out fishing. You want to keep come fishing. That's great. But you know, then all of a sudden uh, that fire that, that I found as far as um, being able to give back, being able to give back to my brothers and my sisters, uh, they were finding that too. And we're like, wow, you know, we can't, we don't want to deny that part of the healing process. So it's almost sure. like we got to grow, <laughs> you know, we got to grow. And as a result, you know, we went from our little kind of neck of the woods in southeastern Wisconsin to now we've got five, uh, you know, different regions that we have uh, area program coordinators and, um, you know, just this past year, uh, alone, we've served, uh, well over 500 veterans, first responders and family members. And, uh, I think we're on track, um, For sure. I just I just got an email right before I I got on with you guys that the National Guard has got 13 teams of five uh, uh, COVID task force responders that want to go ice fishing. So wow, (laughs) we got like three weeks, three weeks of ice left, but we're going to we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. Um, So we're on track for for bigger numbers. And like I said, it's not about butts and seats for us, but sure. um, as we grow, as our leadership grows, we're, we, we can still make sure to have that, that personal connection. And, uh, I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. Um, you know, I told you guys before we got started, I I'm tired as heck today. We got a big sturgeon, um, event on Winnebago this weekend that we're prepping for. We're out cutting holes already. Um, nice. and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, but I love what I'm doing. I, I love what I'm doing and, uh, I feel very, very blessed and thankful for it.
1: That's awesome, man. Um, I, I stand corrected. I, at the beginning of the show, I had, uh, mentioned that, uh, Brad who, uh, does our feather and fur podcast, um, which, you know, is about hunting and stuff. And if you guys haven't you know, heard that, uh, be sure to tune in Saturday for his episode, but I thought he was military and I was totally wrong. And he, he corrected me and, uh, he said, he just, uh, he just gives back to those who yeah. did. And uh, I was totally, totally wrong on that. So I apologize. I, I stood corrected. But, you know, that's the thing. I have conversations with Brad all the time. And he's like, man, you know, I'm doing this, uh, you know, with this organization. And, and Brad's been so awesome at, at doing all that volunteer stuff. And I know he gets a ton of satisfaction out of it. Um, just helping, you know what I mean? Which is huge, which is huge um but real quick we got to give uh, a shout out to uh this segment's uh uh sponsor um Athletic Brewing Company non-alcoholic beer yes sir tastes here, like here. real beer um brew without <laughs> compromise you can get it athleticbrewing.com use promo code pnf20 you'll save 20% if you order more than two six packs free shipping and uh they have the uh two for the trails program they give 2% of all sales Back to restoring local trails. Let's yeah. get it. Let's get a, another opinion on this, Mister Skinner. How do how, how you how you like that athletic, athletic brewing?
2: brewing? Jay was right. You really can't tell the difference. Sure. Off your <laughs> zone.
1: off uh, Yeah, You're getting <laughs> some, some feedback. <laughs> we got to take Jimmy out. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Jimmy Skinner's in the house tonight from Alabama. So yes, sir. But. Uh, that's why I tapped you because I was yeah. going to throw him in there when he yeah. wasn't paying attention because oh. he was like in-depth li- <laughs> listening to Eric. I was going to catch him off guard, but um, that's cool, man. So you got the, the spearing event coming up. Um, what else you guys got planned coming up and for 2021? And and not only that, but if, um, if there's a veteran out there um, that's listening on the podcast platform or watching now, Um, How could they reach out to you guys to maybe partake in some of these events if this is something that they're interested in doing? Or if somebody's watching that would like to come help and volunteer you guys if you needed it, like how would they reach out as well?
3: Yeah, no, that's a a great question. I'm glad uh, that you brought that up. Um, easiest way, honestly, is to Google us, Wisconsin Hero Outdoors. Um, and if you go to our website, we've got, um, a, uh, contact us or get involved tab on there where you can just fill in your personal information. Um, you can tell us as much or as little as you want about, you know, what's going on with you, why you want to, um, either participate or volunteer and, uh, you know, uh, it really helps if you let us know, uh, where you live, because then we can get you connected directly to, uh, one of our program coordinators that's closest to you. Um, if you don't, um, I usually will have, um, our ops director or one of our other guys. Um, he'll just, uh, reach out to you personally. We'll make a personal, um, touch to, to talk to you and, and find out, um, what's going on. And, um, you know, like me, I didn't really want to have a touchy feely conversation. So that's not about that, but if you want <laughs> to Connected, um, you know, we'll uh, at least keep you posted on stuff. And if there's something that you know, if you want to go bow fishing and you have no interest of in freezing your butt off on the ice, hey, we can make that happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, just Google us, Wisconsin Hero org, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be happy to get back to you on that. Um, and as far as upcoming events. Um, yeah, I think it was at the end of that video too. Um, if you guys share that link or whatever. Uh, but as far as upcoming things, uh, we've got, uh, uh, sturgeon spearing, uh, coming up on Winnebago, um, on Saturday, uh, which is a big one. We've got, um, three, we've probably got about six to seven more ice fishing, uh, events and just kind of a little bit of a disclaimer on some of our events. A lot of them, um, are if we if we're basically outfitting or or working with a specific organization like the va uh, or uh, the national guard those are not open to the public Um, however if you're a a veteran or a first responder or a civilian whoever if you want to help volunteer um. At least let us, you know, get on uh, get on our, our our contact list, and we if we need some help with something. We can let you know. Um, but generally speaking, we have to keep those numbers pretty tight um, as far as staff and personnel uh, to make sure that those events go uh, according to some of the agreements that we have with them. Um, but all the other events that we we have, uh, we put them up on our calendar again. That's at, WisconsinHeroOutdoors.org. Um, dot org, and uh, our calendar. Every single event will have uh, the instructions on how to register for it, any paperwork needed. Uh, for example, um, in spring, we'll have uh, we, uh, a program that we piloted uh, a, a year and a half ago and it got shut down because of COVID, but we're bringing it back. Um, uh, he, Discover Hero Diving, um, where we can get, um, if you're interested in just learning about scuba diving, um, we've, uh, coordinate with the st john's military academy and the ymcas we bring out all of our scuba gear and we'll get you in the pool we've got patty uh, instructor certified uh, certified paddy instructors uh, excuse me uh, dive masters uh, master divers and uh, we'll get you in the gear in the in the pool and uh, teach you how that stuff works it's free 100 free and uh, it lets you try out scuba diving. And if you really like it, um, we have, uh, uh, programs that will get you involved into the open water, advanced open water rescue diver, all that kind of stuff, all the way up to, uh, instructor, if you really want to take it that far. Um, That's cool. and then, yeah. And then this year we'll also be doing a lot of conservation dives. So we'll, we'll pick a couple different lakes out where we'll, um, we'll pick crash up off the bottom of the lake quite literally. And you find, you know, lures and you find a lot, of weird, stuff. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of weird stuff, a lot of weird stuff. I have, I could do a whole nother segment on stuff I found on the bottom of the lake, but that's cool. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, so we've got that. And so, you know, there for that there's unique paperwork, you know, health uh, stuff that you got to get signed off. So every event's a little bit different. It's why we, we, we started this organization and we didn't want to just be a, a one trick pony. Uh, and so the best way to keep up with what we got going on is to, to um, you know, keep a uh, pay attention to our, our, Facebook page. We're always uh, blasting on what we got going on uh, there. And then also uh, our calendar. Um, and uh, again, it's you, we, we, there, there's over 365, thousand veterans in the state of Wisconsin alone. Um, that doesn't include veteran, or that doesn't include active military reservist, national guard, um, any of our first responders you know, currently working as first responders or retired. So there's like, there's a lot of people, uh, to serve. And so we want to do whatever we can to, to get as many as possible. Um, I think that's probably one of the most difficult things about, um, my job, our job right now is, is just, uh, that's, it's a huge, it's a huge amount of, of people to serve and all of us with our passion want to be able to do it. Um, but, uh, we also want to maintain the integrity of our events and make sure that we're not just putting on a circus. Sure. Um, and, uh, we're really, you know, you know, like Brad does a great job. He just took a group out, uh, fishing, uh, ice fishing for us. I think it was last weekend on one of those really, really cold days. Um, and, you know, I know he took the time to, to instruct and teach and make people feel comfortable who had never ice fished before, uh, from the Madison vet center. Um, and, uh, you know, have a good time, whether they do it again or not, you know, that's up to them, but they went home with, uh, you know, some knowledge and it wasn't just, you know, do everything for me. And, you know, one of the big things that we recognize as, as veterans, and first responders, like we, it's hard for us to ask for help. So, Like for me to want to get involved in an event, I don't want to get there and like have you tie my bobber. Like, sure. Most we're gonna we're gonna attract outdoorsmen and outdoorswomen type of people that probably know how to do this kind of stuff. So really, we're there to just you know create the platform, provide the equipment, um, provide guidance, safety as needed, uh, and then let you do your thing Um, and and really and, and and be there if we need to. I mean, some of the conversations we have out on the water are. How did you get your VA mortgage working? How does that work, or how did you get your education benefits, or um, you know, what's a what's a good divorce attorney? (laughs) You know, things like like, hey, you know, uh, don't necessarily want that conversation. (laughs) Hey, I'd rather have I'd rather have that conversation than somebody just sit and wallow, um, you know, uh, by themselves Mm -hmm. and and you know, be stuck, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, and we're not counselors. We're not. We're not uh, doctors. Um, you know, we don't. We don't claim to be it. But um, one of the cool things that the VA has offered for, for us now is some some formal training for some of our leadership to at least you know we most of us can recognize some of the warning signs. But um, just to help help uh, kind of shore up um, the things that we need to do um, and just be be the best resource that we can be, and and more importantly, help connect. Uh, the veteran, uh, or the first responder to the resources that they need. Um, and uh, we we love that aspect of our mission as well, being that, you know, if we can't do it, we're sure as heck going to get you uh, connected to somebody who can. Like early on, you know, we couldn't, uh, we didn't do turkey hunts or, or really any hunting um, because of the liability factors and, and just all the, the the resources that that took. And so we worked really closely with a, a group called United Special Sportsmen's Alliance who originally um, started working with uh, children with disabilities and creating these really incredible hunts and fishing opportunities. And they branched into working with veterans and um, sometimes they just had difficulty getting veterans to, to attend. And they didn't know why. And part of it was that there was no real warm uh, handshake or, 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 um, you know, pass off there, there, it was just like a, put a Facebook post out, see who signs up. And most veteran first pounders, you know, it's that day of, you're going, I don't know anybody there what am I getting into? I don't know. Anybody who's ever done this before. I don't, you know what, it's better. To, you know, I'm just going to stay home rather than risk it, you know? Um, so we love being able to be, uh, that connector to, to, to other programs. So it's one, again, one of the other reasons that we started this organization is that we understand that we're not the silver bullet and we want to be a part of the bigger picture, a, big, a part of the bigger veteran and first responder picture that, um, We don't want to have our blinders on that it's our way or the highway. If we can't do it or there's a better way to do it, we're either going to partner with you, refer people uh, and just make sure that 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 veteran and that first responder and their family are served and connected to the outdoors.
1: That's awesome, brother. If uh, somebody wants to. We're picking up on Jimmy's mic. Sorry, man. Um, If somebody wanted to uh, donate to help out the organization, could they go to the website and do that or reach out to you? How does that work?
3: Yeah, there's uh, um, a variety of different ways, but the easiest again is just to go to the website. There's a donate now button. um, And uh, when you donate on there, you can either do a reoccurring donation of, you know, $20 a month, or you can do a one lump sum. And uh, if there's, uh, you know, Individuals that are listening now, or organizations or companies that um, are interested in sponsorship opportunities. We have several uh, very large fundraising events that uh, occur throughout the year, Um, uh, working with uh, Hardwater Freaks, working with Wisconsin uh, Association of Bass uh, Tournament Anglers, uh, WAPTA, um, and uh, we'll be working with some uh, walleye uh, groups uh, here this year for the first time. So we've got a number of very very large events um that we put on so that uh we're always looking for additional sponsors and people that want to help out um and if that's the case um you know you can go to our website my email is on there you can contact uh, myself or tammy uh, and we'll be happy to start that conversation with you
2: very cool man nice. well go ahead no i was gonna say you know thanks for your time today um a lot of good information out there um you know, if you're a veteran, uh first responder, someone out there that really, you know, needs recharge, just wants to hang out with some like-minded people, people that are, you know, from your background, or maybe not even that, maybe just to have some company and to do something new and exciting, you know, definitely check out Wisconsin Hero Outdoors because, I mean, it's pretty amazing. I've been through their website and I've seen some of the stuff they're doing. It's there's a lot going on. I mean, and this is the perfect opportunity to really get out there and try something and have, you know, have somebody there to, to teach you, take you another wing. Um, cause that's, you know, and that's probably the scariest part about it is like, you want to try something new, you don't know how to do it and you got to find, you know, <clears throat> it's better to have somebody there that knows what they're doing and, and to kind of just like, you know, give you the tools and, uh, you know, give you some, uh, a little bit of knowledge and then send you on your way and you can, you know, do it on your own accord or, you know, hang with a group of people. Um, I mean, you know, as kayak fishermen, we understand this completely. Uh, and then like now in the times we live in, it's, you know, we've been doing this forever and it's like, we're still getting out there and you, you have peace of mind and, you know, you, you that connection with, uh, with nature and being able just kind of, you know, to uh, able to absorb your surroundings and relax, um, you know, and it's not always about fishing. It's just about being there. You know, if if you're doing the kayak fishing thing, if you're out in the forest about being there, Um, you know, it's, you know, it's a, uh, you know, this is therapy that's widely overlooked, Um, you know, because as a human, you know, a lot of people are city people these days, you know, they don't realize that there's a connection to nature that we all need. And when you put yourself in nature and you just kind of slow things down, just kind of sit there and listen you know, it'll, your anxiety comes down, um, your, your mind clears, um, you know, all the, all the bigger things that are going on around you usually don't make, you know, they're, they're not so impactful at that moment. You know, you get some clarity. Um, I mean, even by sitting by like a river, like listening to water, just, you know, babble down, you know, the, through the rocks and just, you know, that the solitude, you know, I mean, it's, there's just a lot that you can get from nature that people just overlook is what it is. And, and if you have the chance to go do it, I would definitely do it. You know, and, and, and I would even extend us out there. Like if you, if there's any veterans out there, you know, we, you know, reach out to us at panel and Finn too, and we can point you in that direction. Um, or maybe somebody in your area. Um, I'm sure we can find a way to, you know, to get you connected with somebody or even us, you know, or even us. It's like either way, it's like, there's a lot of good programs, a lot of good people out there. That by and large want to help. They want to see you, you know, feel good about yourself. So don't deprive yourself of that if the opportunity's there.
1: Well, so that's Jay preaching. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Preach on, brother. Preach on. I love it. I love it. No, man, Eric, thank you so much. Um, and everybody listening and watching at home, you know, um, you know, reach out if you need to. Uh, don't feel like you're alone. There's plenty of plenty of good people in the world that you can talk to and especially if you're a veteran first responder and uh just want to give a shout out to all veterans all first responders mm-hmm. we appreciate you here uh from paddle and finn
2: yeah we honestly do we do it's except I, brad brad's and it's that brad because he's not but i mean i got family who are cops <laughs> you know i've got family that have been in the military yeah you know i mean i did three years of you know junior rotc does that count <laughs> What I got close. I don't know. I, I started traveling. It's like, <laughs> I don't have any excuses, but no, I mean, all jokes aside, all you people out there that are risking it all and, absolutely, you know, and helping people. You're like, you're the best people in the world. You just simply are.
1: Amen. Right on. Well, I think that's a, that's a good closing note. Uh, be sure to look up Wisconsin heroes outdoors, uh, reach out to Eric if you got questions or just go straight to their website. Um, eric hang tight real quick with that being said boys and girls tight lines smooth paddling peace thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle in finn